Let's we are it. back! Everybody, we are back. It's been about a month. I apologize for the hiatus. Um, been working, traveling, trying to, you know, just becoming an adult, you know. I got got a degenerate golf addiction. I got 401k stuff to worry about. It's just, it's, a, it's been a lot. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something I need to work on because this is something I really enjoy. Um, you know, I know there's about four people that listen to this. So I want to put on for you guys. I want to put on a show, do it more weekly basis. So we're going to really make a concerted effort going forward. So if this has been something that's been 25, 30 minutes of your day and you've been missing out on it and you're upset, I apologize, but we're going to, we're going to work on it going forward. So got a little draft week show, uh, going to do some Aaron Rodgers stuff. Going to talk about uh, a quarterback team pairing in the draft that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. You, you see it like a couple people on Twitter, but nobody in the like in the media is talking about it. I just don't understand. I think it's a match made in heaven. So I I want to talk about that. Um hit on some Levis stuff. Talk about the running back class a little bit. Um yeah so other than that we'll get into the show. Um some life stuff if you guys are curious. Um Again, like I said, I have a 401k now. It's nice to see, you know, the money just kind of accumulate. It's it's nice to know that there one day I'm going to be able to retire. You know, probably try to live on a golf course. I think that'll be the plan. See, there's the the generic golf addiction coming up again. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, bought yeah, bought some workout clothes. Bought some new quarter zips. I'm wearing one of them right now. Little Travis Matthew, very comfortable. Um, Got some running shoes. They're Hoka's. I've been trying to get into running. The reason for that is I found a new favorite ice cream. It's the uh, chocolate peanut butter pretzel chunk from Haagen-Dazs. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. It's incredible stuff. One problem with it is that it gets very like frozen. So like you got to let it sit out for like three to five minutes before you really can start to go to town on it, which is probably a good thing because if not, I would, I would, I'd, I'd, solo mission that thing in about 15 minutes so like i said we'll do some draft stuff today not gonna hold it off any longer let's get into it okay aaron Rodgers finally got traded to the jets it's been something that's been going on for i don't know months we, we i mean we've known that he's been going to the jets for about a month now and it finally happened so yippee um the packers and jets swapped picks in the first round this year uh, Packers got the Jets second rounder this year or this year. Yes. And then the next year they're going to get a conditional first, basically if Rogers doesn't get hurt, he's that's going to turn into a first round pick. I think the Packers or the, yeah, the Packers kicked back like a fifth round pick too, but it's, it, that doesn't really matter. Um, I think you look at it. Yes. The, the Jets won the trade because they got Aaron Rodgers. However, I think it's a, a little bit that's a little rich for my my blood um i you know you can't really get upset about it if you're a jets fan because 
Rodgers is the best quarterback that you've ever had. That's not even debatable. You you can't throw Joe Namath at me. He's he threw more picks than he threw touchdowns. Like he was Namath is not that not in the same stratosphere as Rodgers. So you know I think you know Rodgers is turning forty this year. Like I think December he's going to be forty. Um, he hasn't stopped talking about retirement for two three years now. So unless I think unless the Jets got something, some sort of confirmation from Rodgers, which is very possible that he's going to be playing a second season, not just this upcoming season, but he will be playing in 2024 as well. I I think the two first and the second is a little much, but then again, it's like if you're the Jets, what choice do you have? Like if you're Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, you know, you can't roll out Zach Wilson again. You can't bring in Carson Wentz. So this is the best option you had. I mean, however, you do put it in perspective, though. Like, the Ravens obviously would match an offer sheet. They basically have said that they're going to do that no matter what. But you could have gotten, in theory, you make an offer that the Ravens can't match. You could get Lamar for just two first-round picks. And he's about 13 years younger, so about almost a decade and a half younger. Um, another MVP guy. So that's just that's just my two cents. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge. Um, I think that there's a route for the Jets to be really good this year. I think you know they already have a very good defense. We saw it last year. Got guys like Sauce, Quentin Williams, Leonard Williams, all those guys. They they have good pieces on defense. Um, you know they got Robert Sala. He's not calling the plays, but you know he's he's a big part of that defense. Um, I think if you get a Aaron Rodgers that is closer to the 2020, 2021 Rodgers. This seems to be very good. You know, if he's the Rodgers from last year, they will be better. But I don't, I don't necessarily think that they could hit the ceiling that you could if Rodgers plays not at the MVP level, but you know, close to it. Because you know, they got they have Brees Hall, they have Garrett Wilson, two guys that I mean, if Brees stays healthy, he probably wins Offensive Rookie of the Year because he didn't. Garrett Wilson did so. I mean, it's not a terrible problem to have if you're in the Jets. Um, I think they probably will add another receiver in the draft, whether it's at 15 or, you know, in the second or third round, like a Mingo or Cedric Tillman or someone like that. The, they trade Elijah Moore. I think the, the receiver room's a little weak outside of Wilson just because it's like your McCole Hardmans, your Alan Lazards. I, I'd like to see them get another guy in there. But, you know, even with just Wilson, I think it's still, still fine. It's better than the stuff that he had in – Garrett Wilson would have been the best receiver on the Packers last year. So, um, and then you, you look at the NFC or the AFC East this year, the Patriots, they, they don't know who their starting quarterback is. Like they, they sounds like they want to trade Mac Jones, whether he gets traded or not, we'll see, but you know, they, they want to move on from Mac. They're, they're done. And the, and the roster outside the quarterback is great. Like the defense is always going to be good with Belichick, but you know, you look at the offense, it's like, they're going to be middle of the pack at best. So I don't think you're really getting a 10, 11 win team out of new England this year. The dolphins, I actually really like their their roster. I think they're, they could be pretty good. Um, but it's like, are we getting 17 games out of Tua? I, he, I think it actually only missed about three or four last year, even though he had like three concussions. But I think that, you look at him, he, he, you can't bet on him to be healthy for a full season. Now, Sneaky really liked the Mike White signing. You know, I think if 
Tua gets hurt, I don't think it'll derail their season. I think Mike White coming and be functional, but then again, if we're looking at trying to win a division, we don't we don't want functional. We want we want Tua because he's a better player. And then finally, the Bills they're they're just always going to be good. But after that Bengals game last year, you can't help but think could could they take a step back? Like is that is that going to have long lasting repercussions? Just getting absolutely worked in that playoff game. We'll see. Um, Josh Allen's another year removed from Dayball. Um, might have broken up with his girlfriend. I, I traveled to Buffalo for work and very small community. They, a lot of them know what's going on with the people just because, you know, somebody knows somebody else. And, you know, there, there's some rumblings about a little, 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 little scandal, a little cheating scandal. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to comment because I don't. Don't want to stir up stuff I don't that I'm not fully 100% on. So, um, but yeah, you just look at the division. I don't think it's – I don't think it might – it might not be as strong as people think. Like, if you look at the Jets, they're, they could easily go out and win 10, 11 games this year. I think that would be easily their best season since I think I was in elementary school. I'm 22. I can drink now, legally. And they it's been a decade plus since they've been in the playoffs. I think I heard something today that they have the longest – playoff drought in american sports since the kings made the playoffs i don't i don't know if that's right it, it might be because the mariners made the playoffs last year too i think so i don't know it could also go terribly wrong um again rogers didn't look great last year he's in a year older he's also with hackett who i again i am not a fan of you know the jets did their job they they got hackett in there to get rogers there that's great, but I'm, I I don't think he's some football savant. Um, my honest prediction for how this is going to go, I think it's going to be the biggest roller coaster ten and seven team we will ever watch. I think they'll probably start out like one and four. I, that would be my guess for the first four games. I don't even know what their schedule is going to look like. I could just see them starting one and four, just because you look at Rodgers, he's he's not going to show up to OTA. He's not going to show up to any of the voluntary stuff. They're going to start – offense will start slow. He's going to need to get acclimated to the young guys. You know, Garrett Wilson has never thrown the ball to him before. So, I think that will take a little bit to get rolling. The New York media is just going to have a field day. They're going to tear into the Jets, do all this different stuff. And then I think they'll go on a run like the Packers did last year, kind of win like six or – I think Packers won like six of their last seven or something like that. They'll, they'll sneak into the playoffs and, you know, Jets would be very happy. I think it'll be they'll honestly at that point be a team to kind of fear if you're in the playoffs. Like if it's one of the if it was a situation where the teams got to draft who they played in the playoffs, I don't think you'd want to play the Jets at that point. So good move for the Jets. Um for the Packers, I think it's a good job. You basically got an extra first and then second, which for a 39-year-old quarterback who's didn't really want to play for your team anymore, that's it's pretty good. So I think the, the, the pick swap was that that was Sonny Weaver Jr. on draft day. That's just a pissing contest. The equivalent of the I want David goddamn punny because I feel like it. Um, probably the Jets probably didn't care at that point. They're just like, we're moving back two picks. Let's just get it over with. Um, you look at the Packers, though. They have had 30 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers 30 years and they've like that's two of three decades 
of two of the top 10 to 12, depending on where you put Favre quarterbacks in NFL history. And they've won two Super Bowls. And, you know, those two, you can't say that that's a disappointment because you won two Super Bowls. But it's a little disappointing. Like, I think it really goes to show it's more of a testament to Brady and Belichick and what I think might end up happening with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Winning Super Bowls is very hard. Like, it's it's almost impossible. And it's like, I, I'm a Ravens fan. Since 2000, the Ravens are tied for second in Super Bowl wins. They're tied for second. And they've won two. They, there's been, there was a decade in between the two, and it's been a decade since the last one. And they're tied for second. Like, they're behind the Patriots. They're tied with the Chiefs. Uh, I think I can't rally. I'm tied with Steelers, I think, too. A couple other teams. But it's like, it's just, this stuff's really hard, man. Like, the Packers made, like, five NFC championship games, and they lost with Rodgers since the Super Bowl. I mean, I I don't know. It's just, like, you can't really blame any of those on him except for the, the divisional round game that they lost to the Niners was kind of his fault. But it's just, like, it just goes to show you, th- this stuff is very hard. It's why... People like we're gonna look back on the Brady Patriot dynasty, and it's just gonna be like, how how did that happen? And I mean, unless Mahomes and Andy Reid rip off like four and seven years, like it looks like they might. But um, but yeah, going on to Jordan Love, um, I don't I don't think he I don't think that Green Bay is gonna get forty five years. I don't think that they're gonna get my like my parents' basically entire adult life of quarter elite quarterback play I don't think he's going to be a hall of fame guy but I I think that the Packers can still make the playoffs I mean they have a good roster they can run the ball they have two very good running backs play defense solid defense it's a good draft for their needs they need they need a wide receiver they need an edge rusher they need a tight end all deep in all three of those positions in this draft um I I really think that they could be a similar team to like the Giants last season um, you know, you look at it's actually the Packers are in a very similar spot. You look at Jordan Love, this is his first year as a starter. Last year it was Daniel Jones' first season as a starter for Brian Dayball. Um, I think you know, both of them you have to decide on the fifth year option before you even really get to see what they have. Um, definitely question marks with both players. I think I think if Daniel or if Jordan Love's on Daniel Jones level, just a viable starter, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, maybe do a little bit with his legs, they they can easily win nine games. I mean, right now they're the biggest long shot to win the NFC North on FanDuel. Um, I mean, are we sure? Like, I think the Lions will probably win the division, but we don't, we just automatically think the Bears are better than the Packers now. Like, I, I just can't get past that. I mean, that's kind of insane just given LaFleur's one I think before this year he won 39 games in three years you know they still have a decent roster I mean they were a game away from missing the playoffs last year so I think honestly the trade's kind of a win for both sides I'm not going to really complain about the Jets giving up two first round not really two first round picks it's an extra first round pick but yeah so I think I think it'll be interesting to see there's also a bet on FanDuel right now it's Packers to make the playoffs and Jets to miss the playoffs. I think if you're a Rodgers hater, that's a fun one. I think that's a fun one. But I'm me personally, I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna bet on it, but 
you, you guys out there, I'm just putting it out there if you want. So, All right, we're going to stay in the NFC North. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lions. Now, the Lions are currently the favorite to win the NFC North, like we just said a couple seconds ago. Uh, coming off of successful season by Lions standards, you know, they missed the playoffs, but they were, they were a game out. I mean, they almost were in there. If I think if Seattle had lost, they that's a winning in game on Sunday night, but you know, they knocked Aaron Rodgers out in his last game. What ended up being his last game is Packers. So that's pretty cool for them. I agree. They should be the favorite. I think the offense is sweet. You know, they brought back Ben Johnson, their offense coordinator. He's going to be a head coach very soon. They have a Monroe St. Brown. David Montgomery, who, in my opinion, is a fantastic signing. I think he's going to be incredible this year. Um, Jameson Williams, the gambling stuff, he got suspended six games. I'm not going to get into that. It's going to sting. They'll be fine without him, though. They were last year. Um, They're going to have some pieces on defense. Aiden Hutchinson, they got the Rodriguez guy from Hard Knocks last year, who's ended up being really good. Um, They're going to be able to add some more stuff with some of their picks in the draft. All this being said, if I'm Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, I'm having a very serious conversation. Yes, we are the favorite to win our division this year. That's fantastic. That's great. We've worked hard to get to this spot. But is winning the division this season, is that our biggest goal? Like, are we going to build this team? Are we going to design our draft this year around winning the division in 2023? We could do that. We could. But let's be real. We should have bigger goals. We have the backing of ownership. They're they've stuck with us through this rebuild. They believe in us. You know, they're they're a bunch of kneecap biters too. Like we are all in this together. And the people that we have together, our quarterback is Jared Goff. You know, he could he in theory can take us to the playoffs. He can get us there, but once we get there. We're, we're not making a lot of noise. Like, can he take us to the playoffs every year for the next five, eight years? Like, is he going to be able to go to toe-to-toe with Jalen Hurts or, like, a Patrick Mahomes in, like, a big game? Like, is he going to be able to have a game on that level? I personally don't think so. And for that reason, I'm I'm if I'm in their draft room, I'm standing on the table, oh, captain, my captain, I'm doing a – you know, a big monologue, and I'm proposing that we take a swing, and I'm proposing that the Detroit Lions draft Anthony Richardson. Now, I I don't think there's a better landing spot for Richardson. They have a great offensive line. They have lots of weapons, like we just said. They have a quarterback who, right now, you can throw, again, like we said, golf can go out there and make the playoffs this year. Now, you know, do we want him for 10 years? No. But we can let Richardson sit behind Jared Goff for a year, let him develop, let Ben Johnson get his claws into him, you know, really help him learn the offense. It's a big ball of clay that he can help mold. And then if you're the Lions, the reason I think you draft Richardson is, like, you're not – if you truly think that you're going to be a playoff team or in the mix to make the playoffs, you know, every year for the next five years, when are you going to be drafting this high again? Like, they're at six. Like, if you make the playoffs this year, you're at the highest at like 1920, like in the 20s. So, you know, you're not going to be in the mix for Caleb Williams. You're not going to get Drake May. 
you know, and these guys, they don't really, they don't fall out of the top 12 anymore. Like we made a big deal of Justin Fields falling a couple of years ago. He didn't, he, he was picked 11th. Like I have in my mock, which is on my sub stack. You can check it out. The link in the description. Uh, I have a quarterback sliding, but again, I don't have, I don't see there's any way that he gets past 11. So, I mean, I think if you're Detroit, you take a swing. You look at your team. You say, "I want to be able to compete on a level." Like you watch that Super Bowl. Jared Goff's not doing that for you. If you develop Anthony Richardson right, there's a chance he could be a guy that can compete in that game. So, again, I think if you pick Richardson, it's a win-win for everyone. Richardson sits, he learns, he develops. Meanwhile, the Lions they can go out, they can win this year. They can go play good football this season while also preparing themselves for the future. Um, again, you know, you're preparing yourself for 10 years. I think that if you're going to comparing him Richardson to the other quarterbacks in this year's draft, I, I think that it's the best fit because I don't, number one, Bryce is Bryce Young's probably going to take, going to be taken first. So he's just not going to be really an option. Um, I think CJ Stroud, I think his, his game overall is just very similar to Jared Goff. So I don't think that there's the ceiling that Richardson has. I would, I'd be swinging on the ceiling. Cause if we're going to draft CJ Stroud to be just a slightly better version of golf, I, I don't think that that's really worth it. Like, why wouldn't we just, at that point where we just, just build up a team. We just take Devin Willer, Witherspoon at six. So I actually, and then with Levis, I actually kind of like him. Um, I think he's kind of the butt of all the jokes for during this draft season, but I do think Richardson is has more tools. I think he's got more potential to be a top five guy, um, which that's just what they should be swinging for. Like, I, again, I'm sure the owners would just love it. It's like, yeah, let's just make the playoffs and pocket the cash. But it's like you got to put it on. You got to you got to put all your chips in the middle of the table at some point. It's like, when have we last seen a non top 10 guy? win a Super Bowl. It's like Stafford played on that level two years ago. Like that's not even a question. And then you're talking about like Nick Foles. So are, are we going to, if we're the Lions, are we just going to rely on us having the best roster in the league and then have, you know, a three to four game historic stretch from golf? Cause that's what Foles did. I mean, that's what Flacco did. I think Flacco was obviously better than Foles, but I, I just don't think that you can, bank on that you can't do that you got to take a swing you got to go get yourself a quarterback it's a quarterback league now i would i would take a swing on the guy that has the best chance where his not the best chance but if you hit the ceiling with richardson it's better than all the ceilings of the other guys in the draft you have ben johnson who's an outstanding offensive guy you keep paying him as much money as possible to keep him there to work with richardson um you know, I just think I, – I don't think you can just keep rolling with golf. I think you got to take a swing. you got to do it this year because, like I said, you're not going to be up there again if you think you're a perennial playoff team already. But if you take Richardson and he hits, you'll be a perennial conference championship team. So, All right, let's rapid fire a couple topics before we hit the road. Um, so first thing – Today I was, I was, I work from home and I got out of a meeting. I checked my phone and I'm getting like sent tweets about how Levis jumped up to like plus 400. Like he became the second favorite on FanDuel to be the first overall pick. 
And it was very interesting to because apparently it all started because I guess he supposedly is telling people that he's, this is all from Reddit. He's telling people that he's going to be the first pick that Carolina has already talked to him and told him that, which I mean, I, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to believe stuff from Reddit or Twitter unless it, unless it comes from like Rap Sheet, Schefter, Pelissaro, one of those guys. I, I'm personally not going to believe it. I think people are going to have a aneurysm if he is taken first overall. I mean, I I honestly liked Levis like from from the start. I like, I tried to, you know, I really tried to dive in this year. I tried to commit. I tried to watch, you know, games and film of all these guys. And while I watched Levis, I actually really liked him. Like I, he reminded me of like a more athletic Stafford. Maybe it was just kind of the blue jerseys and him getting hit all the time. And like Stafford was in Detroit. But I think that that was, that was kind of the vibe that I got. And I think that it's like, his offense coordinator last year, that Rick Rich Scangarello, Scangarello or something like that. Apparently, he is just like he's the village idiot to people in the NFL. Like people in the NFL do not take him seriously whatsoever. When he had Liam Cohn last year, that was when he was getting the hype. It's like, oh, this dude might be a top five pick, and he was playing a lot better and stuff like that. They were there were people saying that like if he was. If he had Liam Cohn again as his play caller this year, then he's a lock to go in like the top two or three. So I think a lot of people are going to be freaking out over Levis. I think no matter where he gets taken, unless it's like in the teens, teams people are going to lose their minds. Which I like. I think you get the right, yeah, right pieces around, you get the right offense coordinator, which is the case for pretty much all of these guys. I think he could actually have some success. I like. I listen to like the Ringer Fantasy fo- or Ringer Draft Show. Excuse me. Um, and a lot of them talk about like he's worst case, he's going to be like Tannehill and just going to be around for like 10 plus years. So I, again, I like Levis. I think that if he gets taken second overall, I, it wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't like my jaw wouldn't be hitting the floor. So again, we'll see what happens with that on draft night. Another thing that I want to talk about for draft night, something that I think is really interesting, at least from a fantasy perspective, I'm, I'm looking at the rankings for this year and it reminds me a lot of like the 2016 to 2017 era of fantasy football, where we have a lot of, it's a very wide receiver kind of top heavy draft. Like I remember in 2017, it was like a lot of the, it was like, I can't remember if DeAndre Hopkins was up there yet, but it was like Antonio Brown, AJ Green, like Jordy Nelson, like all those dudes were like the premier picks. Like, you would get like five wide receivers in like the top eight or something like that. And it's a little similar this year. Like you got Tyreek Hill, you got uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, all those guys. So, you know, it's like all of our running backs are getting older. Like Eckler's going to be 27. Derrick Henry's like 28, 29. McCaffrey's 27. Saquon's going to be he's getting up there a little bit. He's like 26, which is like, you know, it's almost over the hill for running backs. You know, God, God forbid we that draft a 27-year-old running back. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this draft class has a chance to be like the 2017 class. Cause as you guys remember, 2017 was this historic class. You had McCaffrey, you had, uh, Leonard Fournette, you had Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Eckler was an undrafted free agent this, that year, Dalvin Cook, uh, 
Oof, it's insane just listing these guys. Joe Mixon was in there too. I don't necessarily think we're going to get that many stars, like that many elite guys, because you look at like Kamara had an RB1 season. McCaffrey had an RB1 season. Dalvin Cook was up there in the top three, top five for many, many years. Uh, Eckler had a top or a number one season. So we might not get that, but it's like you get a you get a bell cow like Bijan at the top. You get Jameer Gibbs, who I think, uh, you know, I, I can't compare him to Kamara because I'm comparing hairstyles. You know, I got yelled at on Twitter for doing that uh, like a month ago. But again, you know, Daniel Jeremiah says he's Kamara, so I feel comfortable saying it. He reminds me of Kamara. Um, so we'll get him. You get like a, a Charbonnet from UCLA. I think he's going to be really good. I watched a guy like Devon A. Chain. He's explosive as all get out. He's a he's a damn U.S. track star. I mean, playing football. So I think he's going to be good. And then like you get all these other guys. Like you look at like a Roshan Johnson. He's a backup. Like that. That's like that's when you start to get like the Chris Carson range, where it's like it's like okay, so we have backup running backs. They're going to get drafted on day two or three and be you know starting caliber players in a couple of years. So I, I think that's going to be really exciting. I'm excited to see kind of what goes on with this running back class, depending on people land. I think Bijan might end up in the top 10. I think Gibbs is going to be a first-round pick. We'll see what happens with some of the other guys. But overall, there's going, to, there's going to be a lot of good running backs in this class. I think it's a very deep running back class. Maybe not the 2017 class necessarily. That kind of is just a Hall of Fame, you know, class. You have – I mean, is McCaffrey a Hall of Famer? Like, we'll see. Like, he got to stay healthy for a couple more years, but we'll see about that. But I think that this class could revitalize the running back position because I think we're getting close to a point where it's like if all those dudes at the top, the older guys start to fall off and we don't have some new fresh blood coming in, we might be in a tough spot for, you know, taking running backs early in the draft. And then finally, the the S2 – cognition scores which were the people are basically touting as the the new wonder lick it's what bryce young scored like a 98 percent on they said levis was at 93 percent uh anthony richardson was 79 and then they they had stroud at 18 um i think people are kind of using that to knock stroud down a couple of pegs on draft boards and stuff like that i saw on was it mcafee today they brought, yeah, it was McAfee. They had one of the guys that ran the test and they were asking him about Stroud and they're like, you know, like, it's like, was that him? Like all this stuff. And he couldn't like give specific details, but basically he was trying to say like, you know, like, well, the way like we're asked, we're asked to administer the test. Like one of our, for example, one of our players was, you know, uh, it's like traveling a lot and really hungry. So he wasn't making like the best decisions. Then he took the test again and he scored a lot higher and stuff like that. It's like, I understand why you can't just like, you know, you can't air out certain specific players, but it's like, I, I, if those numbers are true, I think that would be very concerning. Like I would, I would be concerned to draft. Cause I think those, those, that test is like determining your speed of making decisions. Like how quickly can you make decisions? And it, if Stroud's thing is hey this guy's a quick processor from the pocket he's gonna make the right reads and go and it's like we already have this stigma on ohio state quarterbacks which i 
personally, I think is kind of stupid. It's like all like besides Fields and Haskins, what? How many like legit first round quarterbacks have oh, has Ohio State had? Like, let give it a rest. Um, but I mean, there is that that stigma though. Like, basically, it's just like nobody runs Ryan Day's offense to the pros. And then if he's not going to be able to process and not be able to make quick decisions and stuff like that, then Stroud's going to fall. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think I think that might end up being something. We'll see what happens. I think. I think if I was going to pick a quarterback to slip, I think I think Levis would honestly be one. I think I think Richardson's just too much of a freak to fall, but I think Levis would probably slip a little bit. But then I, after that, I'd probably pick Stroud just because I don't think people are going to look at the ceiling, and I don't think they're going to. I don't know. I I would just I'd be on the lookout for on Thursday night for what happens with CJ Stroud. Okay. That's going to be the show. Um, I really enjoyed coming back, doing this again. I'm going to try to make it a more weekly thing, try to get back into it, more of a routine in my life. So, again, apologize for the hiatus. Just, you know, not good time management. I got to work on that a little bit. Um, For the post-draft show, it's probably – we'll have to see because right now I am – going to my girlfriend's formal on for a sorority on Thursday night. So on the, during the draft. So I'm going to be probably watching on my phone trying to, you know, just keep it, keep it low key. You know, I'm not going to make a scene or anything like that, but just checking, you know, staying updated. And then like Saturday, I'm going to be going golfing like in Philadelphia, which is a little bit of a hike. So we might not get this out until Monday. So stay patient. Um, I might be able to do something Friday night. We'll see. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I have any plans yet, but if I don't, I'm going to try to grind one out and put it out there for you guys. Probably be able to do like the first and second round. So we'll do that. Um, anyway, just again, thanks for listening. Subscribe. If you know, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe, give us a rating five stars. If you love it Four if you don't. And then, um, yeah. Check out the mock draft. It's going to be linked in the description. And I will see you guys next week. I promise. Peace.